This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. And we know that we're wrestling. The Bible says we wrestle not. Ephesians 6 and 12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. We have to wrestle. If you stop wrestling, you're going to get pinned to the mat. said, if you do not wrestle, you will get pinned to the mat. You will go down for the count for a season. And it'll take a truckload of Christians to come over and help you get up off the floor. We've got to stay in the fight. Tell your neighbor, you got to stay in the fight. You got to stay in the fight. If you ignore the devil, he will not go away. I've heard that taught. We'll just ignore the devil. I'm sorry, do what? If a robber was breaking in your house, are you going to ignore him? No, you don't ignore the devil. You don't let him get your goat. You don't let him get you all riled up and bent out of shape, but you don't ignore him. We cannot ignore the devil, nor can we lay our weapons down, nor can we stop wrestling. There is no ceasefire in the spirit. There is no truce. It doesn't matter if you wave a white flag, the devil's not going to back off. He's going to fight you harder. He's going to go in for the kill. He's going to come after the jugular, but you can stop it. You don't have to put up with the devil. You don't have to deal with these issues. You have authority. Somebody shout amen. Amen. If you focus just on Jesus, some people say, well, if I focus on Jesus, I won't have any warfare. And then they call me back a year later, all bloodied and bruised and ask me for some help with Jezebel. I mean, you you can't just worship God. You have to also fight the devil. It's worship and warfare. Amen? Amen. I believe one of the greatest deceptions is to get you to lay your weapons down and not fight. Paul spoke of the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul told his uh, spiritual son, Timothy, to be a good soldier. These are metaphors. We are soldiers. He told him to war a good warfare. That would indicate there is a war. He also told us, Paul did, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to give no place to the devil. And many of us give him a place. Some of us set a, a, a place mat for him at the dinner table. And every night we have dinner and we fight with our family because we've given him place. We've given him a place in our minds. We've given him a place in our marriages. We've given him a place. We've got to kick him out. Amen? Shabbat shakata. Paul warned about the snare of the devil. And James told us to submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. And Peter warned us about our adversary, the devil, who roams about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to be me. Hallelujah. 
So we can't ignore all of these warnings. Just because Jesus spoiled the principalities and powers when he died on the cross doesn't mean that we don't have to enforce the victory. Yes, he did spoil the principalities and powers. Yes, he did put them to an open shame. Yes, he did. But he left us here to occupy until he comes. We have to preach the gospel. He's not doing it. We have to fight the principalities and powers. He already did it. We're just enforcing the kingdom order. Amen? Amen. So I want to leave you with some tactics. And we're going to be talking about some warfare strategies and tactics until I'm done talking about it. Amen? Watch you say this, until the Holy Ghost is done talking about it. Amen? Until the Holy Ghost is done talking about it, and I'll be done talking about it when he's done talking about it. So I don't know how long the series will last, but I suggest that you be here. Because this is going to help you in 2020 to break through some of these stubborn issues and these stubborn devils. Amen? The first one is, the, the first strategy is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Paul told us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the weapons work only in the name of Jesus. They don't work in your name. They work in his name. There's just something about that name, Jesus. Our baseline in any battle is understanding the power and the name in the name of Jesus and understanding uh, how to pray in his name. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore God highly exalted him and gave Jesus the name which is above every name. Somebody say every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And Acts 4.12 says there is no other name by which men can be saved. We have to understand the power in the name of Jesus, the authority in the name of Jesus. It is the name above every other name. It's the name above cancer. It's the name above poverty. It's the name above whatever it is that is attacking you and trying to take you out of the John 10, 10 promise. It is that name. But you've got to know that name. It's not a magic charm. I hear people praying all the time, nothing to do with Jesus, nothing to do with his will, just praying, oh, I want this, I want this, in the name of Jesus. And they think because they said in the name of Jesus, it's like some magic word at the end of the prayer. Beloved, that is not so. We must understand what it means to be his. Christ in us, the hope of glory, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, the sons of Sceva, they were trying to cast out devils. It's Acts chapter 4. They tried to cast out devils in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached. That is how some spiritual warriors who have not been rightly equipped are doing spiritual warfare. They're praying in the name of Jesus that Jennifer preaches. The enemy is scheming against you right now. He wants to kill your dreams, steal your peace, and destroy your life. It's time to put your foot down. Tap into supernatural strategies, time-tested tactics, and triumphant tools that combat every enemy attack in my book, 101 Tactics, for spiritual warfare.
These revelations will open your eyes to demonic devices you may not be discerning and empower you with strategies and tactics to overcome every enemy attack. Wage more effective warfare. Find rest in the middle of the battle. Walk in constant victory. Pick up 101 Tactics for Spiritual Warfare today. A literal onslaught of principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places is working overtime to fulfill Satan's mission in your life. The good news is you have authority over every demon power in the name of Jesus. The challenge is discerning which demon you're up against. In the spiritual warfare battle plan, I rip the mask off 15 pestering spirits, expose their wicked agendas, detail how they operate against you, and offer strategies for resisting them, conquering them, and making them flee in Jesus' name. This book will help set you free by shining light on darkness that many don't know exists. Victory belongs to us when we follow the Holy Spirit's battle plan. morning prayer calls are so powerful prophet well you know what it's because i know the name of jesus and the power in it we've got to know the power so the sons of skiva came and began to try to cast out devils in the name of jesus who paul preached and can anybody remind me what happened oh they got beat up bloodied ran around naked amen they were put to shame and sometimes the enemy, if we begin to go into spiritual warfare and we're praying in his name, but we don't know his name, the enemy will hit us back so hard three weeks from Sunday, we don't know what happened. We thought we were doing well, but we didn't know the name, the power in the name. We've got to meditate on the power in the name and get a revelation of the power in the name before you enter into the battle. And some of you are thinking, well, I know about that. Well, then why aren't you more prosperous in your warfare? Could it be possible that we could possibly, possibly, possibly get a deeper revelation of this? We were in Croydon. I told you we're going to London. Croydon is like a borough of London, like Brooklyn is a borough of New York City. And we were going, we were there, and we were in the, it was a Friday night, and we were staying in our hotel, and there were witches all over the place. They were in the elevator. You could tell there were witches. They had their little witch charms and everything, you know. Witches and warlocks from all over the United Kingdom. It's the largest UK, it's the largest uh, festival for witches in the whole European region. And I'm like, wow, I'm riding in the elevator with a witch. Not sure if I want to cast the devil out or lead her to the Lord or just be polite or I don't know if I'm trying to pick a fight. I, I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I didn't expect them to be staying in my hotel. So here I am, you know, in the elevator with the, it, it, we were in the, it, it's just chaos in the spirit. I've started getting sick and I haven't been sick in a long time. Chaos is lying vanities, false symptoms, witchcraft attacks. And I, we had a prayer meeting specifically to shut this down because these witches are either going to have to get saved or they cannot come back to Croydon because that's where my house of prayer is and they are not welcome in Jesus name. Amen. I'm not playing. 
They can get saved, come pray with me. I'd love that. But if they refuse, they need to go on into somebody else's territory. And we were praying, and I was teaching the people about this witchcraft and how to pray in warfare against it, and the Lord just had me linger on the name of Jesus. And I started just saying, oh, the name of Jesus. The name, oh, Jesus. You are the bright and morning star, Jesus. There's just something about that name. The unseen realm of the spirit is more real than what we experience with our five natural senses. Just beyond the veil of what the natural eyes can see, hosts of angels and demons are actively working. The Bible says that all Christians have been brought into this dimension through Jesus Christ. Many people who see in the spirit often don't know what they're seeing or understand the dimensions of spiritual sight. But this landmark book, The Seer Dimensions, will help you unlock these mysteries. Written by best-selling author Jennifer LeClaire, this book will help you tap in to the seer dimensions. You'll discern what is from God and what is demonic. You'll interpret the activity you're seeing in the spirit. You'll tap into what God is doing in and through you and manifest breakthroughs for yourself and others. Seer Dimensions will impart useful information, practical instruction, biblical application, and powerful prayers for operating in the spiritual world. Pick up your copy of The Seer Dimensions wherever books are sold. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here. I'm coming to you with an exciting opportunity to partner with me as I advance the kingdom of God around the world. As many of you know, I am doing a daily prayer call that's reaching millions of people, millions and millions of people a year, but I'm also planting houses of prayers, prayer hubs, apostolic centers, and of course, raising up prophets and prophetic people. But I'm also sowing, sowing, sowing. Jennifer LeClaire Ministries sows back into at least 15 other ministries that are touching the sex trafficking industry. They're touching digging wells in Africa. They're helping uh, drug addicts rehabilitate and so, so much more. I need your partnership. When you partner with Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, whether you're in Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, here in the US, wherever you are in the world, you are helping to open a door for me to come to your nation. You are helping feed hungry people. You are helping the gospel be preached. You're helping media projects flow forth. You are helping, you are sowing, and you will reap a harvest. Listen, you cannot outgive God. I can't do what I do without faithful supporters like you. You know, Billy Graham used to say that the janitor who cleaned the bathrooms would receive the same reward as he did for standing on a platform and preaching the gospel. When you sow into our ministry, you receive a reward. I want to invite you to become an official partner. You'll receive a monthly partner resource, special seating at my events, and so much more. The most important thing is you're being partakers of advancing the kingdom of God, especially if you're a prophetic person, if you're mission-minded, if you're apostolically focused, support. So pray. Amen. God is good and he's doing so much more than any one of us can do alone, but together we can do a lot. We can make an impact. We can have influence on a lost and dying world. It's time. It's time to rise up and go further. I'm asking you become a partner today.